Hi, this is Dr. Katrina Wardlock with Crown Fall Calls Podcast, and I am with special guest Mr. Joseph Fairley. Welcome to the Crown Fall Calls Podcast. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about the funeral home. Share about you. Okay. Uh, I am, uh, first off, uh, I just like to share my family uh, background. Uh, I am the oldest of six children. Uh, I have I have two children, a, a, a boy who's the oldest. Uh, he's, I have to think about his age because they're growing up so fast. <laughs> but he's about, he's, he's 15. Well, he'll be uh-huh. 15 at the end of this month. And my daughter is 13. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the loves of my life, uh, and I am a uh, currently a member of the New Heights Church in Biloxi, mm-hmm. uh, uh, where I serve as a minister of music. Um, I'm trying to think what else is interesting. Uh, I love to fish whenever I have a break and I'm not doing anything. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, and I love the outdoors, of course. Wow. Yes. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the funeral home profession. Share about your profession. Why did you decide to do it? Um, Well, it's, I think after uh, a a loss uh, that hit home for me back when Mm -hmm. I was, how old? 14. I was 14 Mm -hmm. years old. I lost my brother to a uh, drowning accident. Uh, I had already known that it was something I wanted to do. Uh-huh. earlier than that uh and uh but that moment really uh triggered the fact that this was calling for me that i needed to do this because i didn't like what i saw my brother he uh-huh. did not look natural and one of the things that we were taught in mortuary school is that uh-huh. we are we are to provide a memory picture uh uh-huh. we want to make the we want to make a, the death less trauma uh, for for the family who have lost their loved one, okay. our purpose is to make them look as natural as possibly can, so that they can get through the through the loss uh, in a healthy manner. And uh, in that case, it didn't happen for us. I'm still this day. I'm still traumatized. Uh, mm-hmm. This it's, it's been over. Well, that was back in 1989. I'm still dealing with it now. Every now and then, I see those those uh, grotesque pictures of my brother. Wow. Uh, vividly I can remember exactly how he looked and I said that I will not I promise that when I get in the profession mm-hmm. no family will ever have to see their loved one or have to have to have to experience what I experienced when I was you know back there during that time and that's the way it has been since I've been in the profession wow mm-hmm. and I think that it, it really freaks people out I don't know if you asked this yet but uh I decided to go in at an early age. I decided at six years mm-hmm. old, and it freaks people out when I when I tell them that. That's okay. You know? I want to hear. <laughs> yep. At six years old, I was attending a funeral of a church member, uh-huh. and um, it was just something about the what the funeral directors were doing at that time. This was back in that uh, maybe about seventy nine. Uh, something I was young, uh, young. Well, like I said, I was six, but uh-huh. it caught my attention. Uh, n- normally, six-year-olds would have their uh, their their attention and focus on other things. Uh-huh. But it's strange that the uh, funeral service that I saw 
uh, it, it, it caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And after that, I said, you know, I want to be a funeral man. That's what I call wow. it. Wow. And, <laughs> and so later on, around about, let me see, my sister was born, 81. Mm-hmm. And she, as she grew older, she she started playing with dolls. You remember those dolls? I don't know if you remember those dolls. They were made out of plastic. They were, they were long, very long dolls. Yep, the big dolls. Yeah, big dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big so, dolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I decided to do, I decided at that point, she 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 let me get a doll and mm-hmm. I put it in a suitcase. Wow. Those old plastic, not plastic. Those suit, the hard suitcases back then had the velour uh, mm-hmm. interior on the inside of it. Mm-hmm. it, looked just like the inside of a casket. Well, I took a little imagination. I took some blankets and mm-hmm. some sheets that kind of matched the, the interior of the, of the suitcase and I put the doll inside of it just like it was laying in a casket and I got all my brothers and, and my sister and we had a funeral like it was at a church and wow yeah, and uh, so it always captivated my attention back in my younger days I, any funeral that we that uh, I knew of family members you friends, I went Wow. And then when I got old enough to drive, when I got my driver's license, mm-hmm. I started going to, when I, I was seeing the newspaper where a service was, I would, actually if there was a viewing, mm-hmm. I would catch it early before the crowd got there. And so I would go in and view the, view the deceased and I would touch them to try to get used to um, mm-hmm. just being around because you know it's 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 different. You know how some people are afraid right, right, of being right. around there. So I, I wanted mm-hmm. so I wanted to break that mold. Mm-hmm. It still took a long for me to get used to that, but mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, but that was the the uh, beginning of my my desire wanting to go into uh, into the profession. Yes. Wow, that is mm-hmm. awesome. That is wonderful. So, what are the requirements of wanting to become a funeral home? Uh, service profession well, to, okay to become a funeral director uh, it's not there are two parts to it you have mm-hmm. what's called a funeral director of course and then you have what's called an embalmer okay mm-hmm. the, those there are licenses that you have to receive in order mm-hmm. to practice so uh, in some states you can you can be either or okay uh, in the state of Mississippi here you you can you could be the you could be a funeral director but you can't be an embalmer. Oh. Uh, you can't have a just an embalmer uh, individual license. You have to have funeral director and embalmer's license. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. So the requirements are you 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 have to go to a an accredited school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some schools are a year. Some are uh, two years. Like a community uh, community college, you can get an associate degree. Okay. Uh, they now have some where you can get a bachelor's degree. Oh wow! Uh, yes, and then and then if you want to further your education, they have what's called a CFSP, mm-hmm. Certified Funeral Service Practitioner. Uh, okay. I I I have thought about going that far, but uh, right now I think that I'm, you know, I'm 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 good where I where I am. Okay. I may do it later, but uh, you have to go to you have to go to college. Uh, then you had to find a funeral home that would allow you to serve an internship. Some in some states it's a year, some states it's two years. Mm. Uh, I here in Mississippi it's just a year. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just a year where you serve an internship. You could do it either in Mississippi. You could do your internship before mm-hmm. uh, before college or after. Um, and then you have to take a board, uh, a national board exam. Mm-hmm. Back when I took it, it was 500 questions. Now it's 300 questions. And mm-hmm. if you pass that, then you move forward to serving your internship with a licensed funeral home. And uh, and then after you do your time, uh, you, you become a licensed funeral director. Uh, me, on the other hand, I've, mm-hmm. I've been licensed in a couple of states, Louisiana, Texas, oh, wow. uh, Illinois, and, and here. And all of them have different requirements. Now, the only thing about licensure is that it's very expensive. Oh yeah. So so that's why I I've cut down to just uh, Mississippi only. Right, right. And uh, keep it like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can anyone um, you know, can be in this profession, uh, funeral home profession? That I would say, I would say yes, and I would say no. Now, this profession is just it's just like the ministry uh, where there's a calling you know um, there are some people who can go into mortuary school do all the necessary requirements mm-hmm. uh, but they may not have the personality to deal with the families mm-hmm. at the time because uh, I remember when I went to mortuary school uh, well we started out with like about 80 students I went to a private institution okay, and okay. it was the private I think it was the second institution that was started it's over 100 years old now i went to that institution and at uh, i think we started out with 80 like i said 80 students in my class and then when we ended we had about maybe 50 because what happens as you go along people start dropping off because they start seeing what it really is about and Uh they can't handle that you know and so uh but there are people who change have changed careers that I know of. They have changed careers, came mm-hmm. into the funeral service profession, uh, and they do they do pretty good. But right. they they have, it they they only go so far with it. Right. They may they may sit in the office or something like that and manage the office. They don't do uh, DM bombing or they don't do uh, uh, transporting of the remains and things like that. You know, they may not be. Uh, making arrangements or anything like that, or dealing right, with that. right? But they're licensed, you know, and they only they only just do that part, you know, just the office work. Uh, but uh, you have to have you, you. It takes a special person really to do the roles that that I do, you know, as far as uh, arranging, uh, directing services, and, and especially the embalming part. Okay, yes. so you are you pretty much explain what you do and how long have you been doing um you know being in this profession? How long have you been? I, I started immediately out of high school. Um I would say ninety two, ninety three, somewhere up in there. Mm-hmm. And um I I received a lot I became a licensed funeral director and embalmer in ninety seven. Okay. okay. Yes. So, so uh, my math is not that good, so I okay. I can't tell you right off how many <laughs> years okay. this been. <laughs> it seems like it's been like I'm telling, really twenty years. Yeah, I'm telling my it's age. About twenty years. <laughs> twenty years. You, you still young and youthful. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so yeah, probably about 20 years. Yes. Okay. All right, so how has business been going since the pandemic? Well, since the pandemic, uh, now, my goodness, uh, Mm -hmm. my, the funeral home that I currently work for, uh, Mm -hmm. we've seen our volume double. Wow. Uh, We normally handle, we're a small funeral home. We normally do, I think before the pandemic, uh, we did around a hundred and around 160 calls. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first when when uh, the first year of 2020, we ended with 250 calls. Wow. Yes. Uh, this year we ended with uh, two a little bit over 200, maybe about 215, oh, wow. 220, something like that. So for this area, that's 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 a drastic uh, a drastic change. Um, my, uh, my some of my colleagues also have seen the same mm-hmm. same thing. Um, I it took us by it, it 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 really took us by surprise because we did not have any manuals. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any instructions on how to care for um, for corona uh, cases. Right, right. And so, uh, only thing we could depend upon it happened so fast. That we have we have different associations that that we are part of, like uh, the National Funeral Directors and Mortician Association, mm-hmm. and the National Funeral Directors Association, who usually give us protocols and things like that. And uh, we couldn't depend on them because it mm-hmm. happens; it came down so fast. I can remember the first case that I embalmed. Mm-hmm. I was frightened because I didn't know if I was gonna, even with my PPEs, per- personal protective equipment. Right. I did. I did not know if it was something that was hard. So there's some. There are some diseases out there that you can't embalm. Oh, you have I to didn't you, know you that. actually have. Yes, uh, you have to put them in an encasement of some sort and and directly bury them. Bury them. Sorry, bury them. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know if this was the case with with uh, with uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. And so, only thing I could depend upon is what we call universal precautions. And we we embalm everybody as if they have a disease mm. of some sort, because you never know. And uh, and that's what we did. We it had to. I had to do a few more things to you know to for sanitary purposes. Right. Uh, and probably about maybe six months afterwards, we started receiving protocols on how to prepare a person who had uh, COVID. Okay. And 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 I adopted that myself, and and uh, and it, it worked well. I had a few of my colleagues who ended up mm-hmm. contracting COVID in the embalming room, and uh, one I know that wow. passed away from it. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, what funeral home do you work for? I'm currently with uh, Unity uh, Unity Funeral Home. It's, it's called the Rodney D. Swilly Unity Funeral Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and cremation services, which is, is uh, located in uh, in Moss Point, Mississippi. Yes. So how can we? Um, how can people choose at the funeral home, or you know, for anything that you know that pertains to y'all, your job? They can they could either visit us on Facebook uh, at Unity Funeral Home Moss Point. Uh, they can let's see. Uh, they can reach out to us 
via email, which is Unity Elf as in Frank H as in Home, okay. UnityFH at gmail.com. Uh, they can call us at area code 228-475-2538. And uh, I'm mostly, my my position mm-hmm. is mostly caring for those, you know, the deceased that we receive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gentleman that they would, would directly con- contact is uh, Rodney Swilly. That's okay. his name. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. So what positive feedback can you give my listener on Crime for a Cause podcast? Well, uh, I would say if they're if they're looking for a career, uh, this is this to right now. Uh, it it is a it is a promising career. Uh, it it is uh, it's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can also give some advice that, you know, I learned along the way. Uh, I excelled very well when I was in, when I was in mortuary school. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things it taught me was perseverance. Uh, don't give up, uh, mm-hmm. work hard. And you'll get what you want. You know, whatever your dream is, you'll, you'll, you'll get what you want if you work hard and believe in your, and you believe in yourself. Another thing I want to end with, because specifically, uh, uh, is that if you if you're listening mm-hmm. one of the things that I would tell people is get insurance uh, get get life insurance mm-hmm. uh, we're seeing a lot of families now that are that when they call on a funeral home they're not prepared right right and and then there was what's so funny sometimes they are they're doing things backwards uh, like they'll go and purchase things they really don't need like t-shirts and things with their loved one pictures on it and they'll put a lot of money in that and they haven't paid for their funeral I've seen Not that before for yeah yes. I've seen it and, and so I would definitely encourage people to go get life insurance or put pre-need uh, 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 making a pre make a pre-need arrangement on mm-hmm. loved one and that way when the time comes, you know, you don't have to deal with all the stress of trying to find the money. Right. Uh, doing what they call that. Um, uh, I know I they do GoFundMe. Go, there we go. GoFundMe. Go mm-hmm. And, and that, that's an embarrassment, too. And going on GoFundMe, asking other people for, for right. money is what you're supposed to do, which is what you're supposed to do. And so, yeah, I, I, I would leave everyone with, with those nuggets there. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Mr. Joseph Fairler, for being on Crime for a Cause podcast. I wish you the best in the funeral home uh, profession. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. This is Dr. Katrina Wordlaw. Thank you for listening to Crime for a Cause podcast. Mm-hmm.